fucking hug it, chug it football all night. All right, everyone, welcome to the uh, Huck It, Chuck It Fantasy Football Podcast, live from you from uh, self-quarantine here in the studios. Uh, hopefully, we're able to get this out to everyone and they don't like shut the internet off soon. I'm joined by Aaron. Ni hao. And Douglas. Good evening. Uh, Doug, I'm sure you can guess what that language was. <laughs> Japanese. <coughs> No, Chinese, dude, it's Chinese. Korean. Chinese. It, it's Something. in honor of the virus. Oh. <clears throat> right? It's sentimental. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, I know, figured we'd start out with talking about the virus, get, jump right into it. Um, COVID 19. Fucking life up right now. So Pretty crazy stuff, I must say. Yeah, so obviously we live in different places. Doug and I live in Bakersfield. Aaron, you're up in the, I don't know, what town is, what's your town called? I forget. I'm in Monterio. It's like right outside of Santa Rosa. Okay, so what are you experiencing up there right now? Yeah, it's been pretty wild up here because uh, the Bay Area got hit kind of hard uh, during the start of all of it. So a couple days ago, uh, almost all the counties in the Bay Area, besides Sonoma County, which one I'm in, they all did the, the shutdown, basically. And then just yesterday, Sonoma County did the shelter in place, totally shut down the whole county. So it's been pretty interesting. Fresno just did their shelter in place today. Mm. Um, we've been about a week behind them as far as everything going on. So I, I have a feeling that next week sometime we'll be hitting the same, the same area, the shelter in place. we got our first confirmed case. Mm-hmm. In Kern County, so I'm just a matter of time before that comes. But um, it wasn't a resident. It was not, but they traveled here with residents, and we all know it's probably already been here. Uh, oh yeah, I'm sure. I've so fun story. I got <clears> sick <throat> on Saturday. Uh, went to work Monday. Got told to come home, and not come back after at the end of the day. So went to the doctor, and just so everyone knows, like getting tested is kind of a pain in the ass. <laughs> so they we were supposed to have like a centralized testing center opening up on Tuesday at one of the urgent cares where it was only COVID-19 testing that's all they were going to do so I called there they're like oh yeah we're not doing it yet go call Memorial Hospital they have testing I'm like alright cool call Memorial I'm like okay like you know I wanted to get tested I'm sick I need to go back to work like well have you traveled out of town or anything recently like no they're like we'll call the health department then get a recommendation from them I was like alrighty call the help department she's like well, why are you calling us like call your primary doctor fuck all right cool i didn't know primary doctors had tests right now i had no idea because there's been no information about bakersfield where to test at except for we have a testing center it's opening and memorial hospital has a tent right now if you need to go tested so it ends up i go to my primary care doctor who is right next to quest imaging which is a local lab in bakersfield who's doing all the testing basically get in there uh, the test involves them taking, I know guys like to exaggerate on length, but I'm pretty sure it was at least 10 inches of, of swab up into my nostril. Touch my it was, in, she, it's bad when the doctor comes in and goes, this isn't going to feel good and I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's see what happens. And then, yeah, right up there, swirled around for a second and pull back out. And then she literally walked out the front door and to the lab next door. And I know there's at least four other people in there with me that were doing the same thing. So that was pretty fun. Wait for my results to get back now. So I've been putting like a quarantine in my room. Not allowed to like touch my kids, hang out with my family or anything, which has been a lot of fun. But uh, it's been interesting. But, yeah, but so you're I'm, all good and that's... Yeah, I feel fine now. You know, I've, I've been getting over my symptoms. I've finally over coughing and like sniffling and stuff and i probably just have a cold i doubt that i have it but mm-hmm. my work won't let me back until i bring a, po- a test to him that's negative and so just kind of waiting for that i don't know how if you guys have had any experience do you guys have like centralized testing up in your area aaron or what are they doing up there uh yeah it's kind of weird up here i haven't really seen i know they've have they have some drive-through testing areas um okay. but they're they're down in the more in the bay area not up yeah. here um I saw, so I saw that in south korea it looks pretty cool yeah yeah and so it's interesting how uh 
South Korea kind of took the approach of, I was reading this article the other day of how, um, like it was, what was the big difference between Italy and South Korea and, uh, South Korea was taking a more proactive approach and they were essentially just, their idea was just test as much as possible and test everyone. Right. And Italy was more of let's test, let's strategically test people who are showing symptoms and it, and it's interesting, yeah, how they turned out because South Korea, you kind of hear nothing, but wow, they're on top of it. And then obviously Italy is getting hit really hard, which is terrible yeah. to hear. Yeah, um, and their so. testing is kind of the same as what we're doing, where it's like, yeah. here's the criteria, get tested, and we're going to trace back where you've been since then. Yeah. So like, I was in Costa Mesa when the first case came to Costa Mesa like back in January, and it was like three blocks from where I was at. So it was like they're tracing back steps where she was at. I'm like, oh, that's across the street from my hotel. Glad I didn't go to the movie theater that day. Glad I didn't go eat over there today. Like, that was exciting. Wow. But um, yeah, it's great. I was reading some like information about the differences between the UK, the US, and like Denmark. So Denmark's plan is just, hey, who cares? Go out, do your thing. You get sick, whatever. Keep doing your thing. You get everyone else sick. We'll get over this. We'll be good to go. Like. Let's just get it out of the way right now and get everyone sick, get everyone healthy, and we'll call it a day. Old people get out of the way, kind of thing. Uh, UK is like, you know, old people, let's quarantine you, not let you guys get sick. Um, everyone else, do your own thing. If you get sick, self-quarantine for a week and kind of same thing. We'll just knock this out, get this out of the way. Once all the young people are sick and healthy, we're good. It's all cleared out. Mm-hmm. And then you have the United States, which obviously we're doing. I think in your guys' area, a little bit more severe so social distancing of, like, stay in place. Don't worry yeah. if you need to get food. That's about it. You know, most, I think the other parts of the United States, especially like Bakersfield, it's like old people stay in place, don't go anywhere. But everyone else kind of free to move around, but don't go to, like, sit-down places. You can't, you know, there's no more sit-down places, basically. It's all takeout. I think we'll be where you guys are at in the next week or two. As far as yeah. Being, you know, you're not leaving unless you need to go to work or... Even then, probably work remotely. Yeah, I agree. I think the writing's on the wall. It's we've we've kind of <laughs> the positive part is we've been in the position to um, see the progression of this in other countries, and yeah. so I think the writing's on the wall. And obviously, we've chosen our approach um, as United States and doing the social distancing and the shelter in place. So I think it's just uh, it's a matter of time before basically everyone's shelter in place and yeah holding this off this the freaky part is kind of just the length uh when you hear about you know the top officials talk about it and how you know it could go july another August. two months yeah three yeah, months it's like, probably, wow schools are probably out until next year yeah like right we're now for me i'm on out. yeah so and she's she's not going back to work for a long yeah. time right no and then i'm kind of in this funny situation because i work for the city and uh right now i'm on i'm on paid leave so they just told us three weeks don't come in at all. Um, and it's kind of just this, but they said three weeks is what we're guessing and we'll see where we go from there. So, I mean, I, I have no idea when I'll go back to work. So it's kind of just yeah. a weird in limbo stage. And it's weird too. I'm probably, I mean, I don't know what your work schedule is like or anything like that, but a lot of people that are being told to go home, you know, don't go back to work. I start, everyone's like, Oh, that's awesome. You're getting like paid, you're getting a paid vacation basically. I'm sure a lot of people like yourself probably also work overtime during that time frame that you usually would be working. So you're still missing out, missing out on some income mm-hmm. you might be used to. So I'm sure that's going to be even hard for people that are getting paid leave. They're going to be missing out on opportunities for overtime they might usually almost expect at that point. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's a, it's an interesting situation, man. Yeah, And then there's Doug who's in the service industry. So how's that been? I hate everyone. the world is stupid (laughs) everyone needs to not hoard groceries (laughs) are you just seeing a bunch of panic out there doug yes and it's insane people are stupid i'm gonna repeat that over and over and over again (laughs) yes that is the truth i just feel sorry for the kid the people with kids or the elderly that actually need stuff and they're not able to find anything at the grocery stores or any other stores because all these stupid hoarders. Yeah. There's people buying like 10 loaves of bread. What the hell are you going to do with 10 loaves of bread? 
Dude, I saw a lady that had four <laughs> gallons of milk, and I was like, I really hope that you're like getting those from people in your family because even like a pretty good milk drinker, you're not going through those four gallons. I can almost guarantee it. Well, I saw there was this article there saying freeze your milk. Like, go buy a bunch of milk and freeze it. It's like, Just buy geez. dehydrated milk. It's so much easier. Well, also, it's like I don't know. I think it's kind of. I think it's good to have obviously a stock of food in your house, but the stores aren't closing. It's not like that's going to stop. So right. people are acting like this is a natural disaster, whereas that's where you have to stock up food. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this isn't Utah. Like, we're not going to have an earthquake and coronavirus at one time. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I I talked to that. I was talking to uh, Nicole about that the other day, and is like. You know, uh, living here in Sonoma County, it's kind of felt like disaster after disaster every year. You know, we've had the we had the 2017 fires, and then last year we had the flood where we were completely underwater, and then uh, and then the fires as well, uh, the Kincaid fire. So it seems like every year there's some sort of natural disaster, and now it's this, and uh, it's just they're not tied together, right? So we're kind of lucky that we didn't, this isn't going on during a huge fire when our city's on fire during like a power shutoff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, can you imagine like two of these going on at once? That would be chaos. You know, it's already chaotic be. enough, but, and they totally could, you know, in a, in a sense we're lucky because they're not tied together. A fire has nothing to do with the coronavirus or like an earthquake quake during this whole thing, you know, like they're not tied together. So really it's kind of, we're lucky that we're not having something worse. And what also makes me mad is all these stupid Gen Zers and generation, our generation, it's stupid millennials. They're posting like on Instagram and all the different social medias saying how they don't care and how it's not going to affect them. It's only affecting the old people and that they don't need to watch out or be careful. But yeah, that's a super shitty attitude to take. I know terrible. that's terrible. And it's, to see. it's happening everywhere. And I'm like, even Vanessa Hudgens, she just got in trouble for saying not taking it seriously yeah. and saying that if if someone dies, it's okay. It's natural. Like, yeah. And think about it. If so, think about it, guys. Think about this. If it was on the other, if it was flipped around, and say this virus, like the Spanish flu, was really deadly to like 18 to like 30 year olds. And it wasn't deadly to elderly and younger kids. It was actually like 18 to 30 year olds. So imagine if the coronavirus right now had like a 15% death rate to our, our age gap. And then you saw like, you know, like 60 year old people just posting how stupid this is. And they're out at bars drinking. You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't that piss you off though? If you're scared to like die and you're just seeing like, baby boomers and all these people like whatever and they're out drinking at bars and posting pictures and you're like no take this serious i don't want to die here yeah, you know what exactly. i mean if the shoe's on the other foot like you'd be terrified and pissed off i think if That's you saw people not taking it serious well, and they, people they, they, are stupid like <laughs> the elderly people would be helping the younger generation if it was possible like that was the other way around yeah it's just a shitty attitude to and then also people are acting like they're totally immune but if you look at the stats there's been people that have died our age and there have been people that have a lot of people have had really severe hospitalizations that are you know 25 years old it's not yeah. impossible um, it's just a lot less likely. But even then, I just I thought about the whole flipping it on the other foot, and it's like I'd be so pissed off and like upset if I saw people do not taking it serious. If it the makes me pissed off for our generation, because this is our generation that's doing it, and it's mm-hmm. so irritating. But yeah, especially in a time and age where honestly, being stuck at home is not that bad. You know, with social media and gaming and all these things. You know, imagine being doing this in like 1920 that would suck but you know we're so connected nowadays that it's not that big of a deal to just kind of put your life on hold for a couple of weeks and not go out to the bar and go on vacations and all that you know exactly and so. i was looking up the death rates so in the united states so far as of wednesday um there's 5702 cases in the United States, and 96 deaths. So we have a death rate of Mm 1.68%. And then Italy, who's at the top, they have 31,506 cases, and they have 2,503 deaths, which is a 7.94 death rate. That's crazy, yeah. That's almost 1 in 10 people die. 
Yeah, and then China, they have 81,058 cases, and they only have 3,230 deaths, which is only 3.98% death mm. rate. Yeah, so, it's like, what's going on in Italy? You know, why, why is it so much higher? But then in South Korea, they have more cases than the U.S. does. They, they have 8,320 cases, and they only have 81 deaths, which is less than a percent mm-hmm. so yeah, they're doing they're doing something right in germany germany has 9257 cases with only 24 deaths which is less than a quarter of a percent yeah so we need to take notice of like those countries and follow what they're doing rather than us trying to follow what italy or china was doing yeah well you know, it's inter- that is interesting but I mean, I, I guarantee you all the nations are talking to each other and they're all following the same practices. So it's like, what um, is... I don't think our country so is because our president doesn't believe in that. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, but that's not up to him. He's kind of deciding the policy and stuff, but like the, the doctors and the head public officials, they're definitely like contacting all the countries and talking to them. I don't know. Who, what's that guy's name? The, the head disease guy the what's it starts with an f for a nucci or something yeah you know what i'm talking about yeah i don't know um, i listened to him and he's he just he smart. just spoke I, I, I feel in good hands with him he sounds like a really intelligent guy um because again this isn't donald trump you know doing the he's more on like the political side and changing so dr doing fauci big yeah see like i i, I listen to him talk and i'm like okay like the guys that are on top of this, they know what they're talking about. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's an interesting time, man. Yeah, but I actually like what our vice president's doing, Mike Pence. Mm. He's actually sounds like he's able to handle things like this. Yeah. In the way he talks, I don't like him in real life, but <laughs> in this instance, well, he sounds like he's taking it seriously. Is what? Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's almost like he's just been kind of sitting around twiddling his thumbs, waiting for like a, a homework assignment, and he finally got one. He's really excited <laughs> about it. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, that's kind of how it is. I bet. <laughs> but uh. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm not a fan of this uh, cabinet and all that. But I feel like they are taking the right steps. I don't think there's now, been anything disastrous. Now. Mm-hmm. It took a little bit. It, it, it took a little a bit. Yeah. at the beginning, but they got on track. Yeah, you know, I agree. The Democratic hoax probably was the mm-hmm. best starting place to come from. Yeah, um, and I think that was more the politicized right-wing media and blah, blah, yeah. blah. We can get into that forever. But I do feel like you know, our head officials are at least now kind of they're on top of it and they're taking this seriously and there's no more of that bullshit conspiratorial stuff going on. And it's really like science led right now. And it's just, okay, how do we survive this? So again, I'm not a huge fan of this president and all of his people, but if I'm just trying to be uh, fair here, I think they're going about it the right way. See, I'm more of a fan of his than you are, and I feel like he's I don't like what he how he's approaching all this. <laughs> well, I mean that's fair. I think I think Wesley got hit the nail on the head in my opinion of where like they were botching it at the beginning for sure. They still are. I don't appreciate Trump calling it the Chinese disease. Yeah, and that's the again, that's the bullshit that I'm talking about. I'm so tired of I'm tired of it, like that stupid shit. I agree. Yeah. But I don't know. That's where we get to like separate like his personality from like, exactly. The yeah, he's putting out. Well said. Like policy wise, he's doing a better <laughs> job now. He started out like a stumble, but now you know he's yeah. He's early on getting the ban out for travel. He's getting things in the right. He's he's organized. Seems more organized than a lot of things he's done so far. Yeah, but it's like they're taking the right Trump. steps. Like, the yeah, day, it's because he put Pence in charge. That's why. Which is true. Yeah, he's got the right people there right now. But at the end of the day, he is still Trump. He still is going to say the things he's going to say, which yeah. is Chinese virus, the China virus. Yeah. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure we were a few good means away from having internment camps again. Yeah, I know. If it was up to him, 
But what? the doctor, his name is Anthony Fauci. He's the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infection Disease. Yeah, I like him. I think uh, I think he's the guy running the show behind the scenes. He's not. He doesn't talk that much, I guess. You know, compared to the other guys when they do their briefings. But I, I feel I feel at least decently in good hands with him. Okay, that talks over. So yeah, so yeah, that's the COVID nineteen update. Uh, I'm sure everything we said right now will change tomorrow. So that's yep. always a positive. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, where are we going to next, Doug? Okay, next we're gonna talk all the football, fantasy football, regular NFL season. Um, over the past week, there's been a lot of moves, a lot of good moves, and a lot of bad moves. Um, uh, <laughs> I think the biggest move that I'm going to start out with is possibly fake and or real Instagram account claiming to be OJ commenting on all the posts. <laughs> so I think we're moving on up in this world. Even if it's fake, I feel like he we're still moving know. up. <laughs> okay. I feel like we should get him on the Good. podcast. Please. Good input. Please. <laughs> I don't. I don't want him. You okay. Podcast that we did. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna start. Let's get back on track. We're gonna start okay. with um, Arizona Cardinals. So uh, what they've done, um, they put the transition tag on Kenyon Drake, so they kept him. Um, they re-signed Larry Fitzgerald. Um, they agreed to terms with their left back Devin Kennard and defensive tackle Jordan Phillips. And they acquired in a trade with the Texans, along with the fourth round pick, David or DeAndre Hopkins in exchange for David Johnson. And there's 2020 second round pick and 2021 fourth round pick. So how does everyone feel about that? <laughs> First of all, your stupid inflection on in your voice. I hate you. You're so happy. <laughs> <laughs> No, but to be real, uh, it's a shitty time. I saw that. I saw the notification when I was at work, and I swear to God, my heart just like sank. I was like, <laughs> "Oh my God, it's on." It's a really sad time to be a Texans fan right now. It's it's a bullshit move. Uh, our coach slash GM. It's the dark ages, and I'm on like, I'm always checking out these Texans blogs and forums and stuff, and everyone feels the same way. It's just fucking sad. Uh, it was a shitty move. There's no way to get around it. Um, and the, you know, the biggest part is honestly, it's just going to make watching the team less enjoyable. It's just not gonna be as fun. Now you're just not watching DeAndre Hopkins make these amazing plays every, every week. It's just going to make the team more dull. It's making them worse. Um, there's no way you can shake this out to say it was a good trade. Um, the coach is just an egomaniac. Uh, he can't handle personalities. And he's turning out to be a really shitty GM, too. So I was pretty upset about this. And I'm just bummed. I'm honestly really upset. I honestly want to say that I feel for you because I'm an Eagles fan. And when we had Chip Kelly, he kind of did the same thing, which pissed off all the Eagles fans. Mm -hmm. um, when he traded away Deshaun Jackson and our running back. LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy, yeah. Yeah, he did kind of the same thing, and that's what's happening so, now. And the best case scenario for me as a Texans fan is that he follows the same fate as Chip Kelly and just gets out of here really soon. And then the, win a Super Bowl the first year your coach, your new coach, happens, huh? That would be nice. That'd be really nice. <laughs> it's uh, it's just pathetic. It's just sad. Um, I started out being really just livid and just pissed off, and now I'm just sad and just again I'm like. <laughs> And I honestly, now I even was thinking about it and not to get off on a huge tangent here. I know we got more to talk about, but it's just like, I, there's all these stories coming out with Bill O'Brien and how, did you see what he was, he was like sat a talk with Hopkins and compared him to Aaron Hernandez and all this other bullshit. And it, he's an egomaniac and he can't handle people that are, have big personalities or kind of take the limelight away from him. And now it's like, you know, it's like, even if the, I my dream watching the NFL is to watch the Texans win the Super Bowl. Like that's my fan dream. 
And now it's like I want the Texans to win still, but I don't want Bill O'Brien to have a championship. It's like I hate the co, I hate the leader of my team. You know what I mean? So it's like I don't want to see him celebrating and holding up the trophy. It's like no, fuck you. So it's like I don't even. I want my team to win, but I don't because I don't even want him to have the success anymore. I don't want to cheer for a shitty person like that. So it's like I don't know. It's just a shitty situation. I agree. Kind of. Not really. I think it's funny. When I first saw it, I just thought of you and started laughing. I'm pretty well, sure thanks, immediately in our chat when it happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Next team. Atlanta, Fal- Atlanta Falcons. Um, The only thing that they've really done, they had got um, Tyler Davidson and Dante Fowler. They signed them. Um, But no one really knows who they are. Um, but they also acquired Hayden Hurst tight end in a trade with the Ravens, um, along with a fourth round pick in exchange for a 2020 second round and a fifth round. So what do you think about that? There's nothing really. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> um, okay. Then the Baltimore Ravens, um, they agreed to terms with Michael Brockers, Callis Campbell, uh, Matt Juden and Matt Skura. So, there's no real big signing. Campbell's going to be really good on that team. Campbell's going to make that defense a lot better. Yeah. They acquired him from Jacksonville Jaguars in exchange for a fifth round pick. Yeah. That was a good deal on the Ravens. So there's that. And then the next team, the Buffalo Bills, um, they got an edge Mario Addison. Um, they agreed to terms with him. Um, three years, $30 million. Um, they have Vernon Butler, Quinton Jefferson, um, Josh Norman. Um, they signed him to a contract in Quinton, Spain. And then they acquired from the Vikings, uh, along with the 2020 seventh round pick, Stefan Diggs. Um, I'm, they gave, they, let me tell you what they gave up. They gave up a 2020 first round pick, a fifth round pick, a sixth round pick, and a 2021 fourth round pick. <laughs> yeah uh i'm so excited to see josh allen overthrow stefan Diggs all year um stefan <laughs> Diggs can catch anything so i'm pretty sure even if he does stefan Diggs can catch it no it's that no but i honestly throw him all year he's gonna miss not really him, and not then they're gonna even, be frustrated even. Diggs not is even. an overrated player and they're gonna they're gonna honestly, be that i can't believe how much they gave up to get Stefan Diggs when the Cardinals didn't give up very much to get Hopkins. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that, that come that yeah, I can't argue that at all. That's bullshit. But um yeah, Allen's just going to ruin Diggs' career, which is kind of no, sad. They're going to uh, they're going to go to the Super Bowl. It's going to I predict Bills Eagles Super Bowl. Yeah, okay, go ahead and dream on Douglas Ito. And then uh, Norman is going to get burnt, too, which is kind of sad. He's going to go into number two corner, finally, and not be number one. But his years, if you look at his stats, they're clearly behind him. So, And they got him so, on the cheap, I guess, so that was good. They got him but, super cheap, $6 million. Yeah, yeah so, so that was good that they didn't overpay Norman. They made a lot of moves. I, they're they're going to be the new team to watch out for. And that QB... I okay. can see Doug Next if it team. was an Eagles Bill Super Bowl, just watching it alone in his room, the lights off, hoping his family's not there. Just <laughs> yeah. the entire time. Uh, maybe. You're invited. I don't know, you've already told me I, I wouldn't fit in your room. Uh, but let's talk about the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> okay. Um so they received, they got Kyle Allen as their QB. Um, they signed him for free agent, one-year extension. Um, the team announced they got Trey Boston, Teddy Bridgewater, um, Russell Okong, John Miller, Seth Roberts, and Stephen Weatherly. So they got Teddy Bridgewater on three years for $63 million. And $33 million is fully guaranteed. Yeah, they're going to be a bad team. They overpaid for Teddy Bridgewater. 
Yeah, they're going to be a bad team. They're, they're. I think they kind of messed up with that. They should have just gone full rebuild because they already started the rebuild and then they just paid a bunch of money for a quarterback who's not a transcendent player. It's not like he's going to ride you to a Super Bowl. Um, I don't know what they're doing with that. So. Okay, next one: Chicago Bears. Um, they signed a two-year deal with Jimmy Graham. Um, they got Robert Quinn, which is an edge, um, for a five-year, seventy million, and then Danny Trevithan. They signed him to a contract extension, and then they got Nick Foles in a trade with Jacksonville Jaguars, um, in exchange for a fourth-round pick. So. Super Bowl champs 2020 for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's already in the books. You're funny. <laughs> Actually, Nick Foles and Jimmy Graham. No, no. they're still going to suck. <laughs> I, was gonna say, nah. I was like, no, I can't even nope. think. I can't even know. Nope. They're going to try. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try, to, but I can't. <laughs> okay, next team Cincinnati Bengals. Um, the team placed the franchise tag on AJ Green, so they're keeping him. Um, and then DJ Reader, um, they're he's expected to sign a four-year contract for fifty-three million. Um, and then Trey Wayne's, they agreed to a three-year, forty-two million-dollar contract. So, yeah, they're still gonna suck too. No, I think if with no, I think once they get their quarterback. Yeah, you're just putting too much stock into a rookie quarterback. Joe Burrow might be an amazing quarterback, but he's not going to ride them to the playoffs his first year. With, it's all, not with all their receivers, I, it they, doesn't he matter. Totally no, he's yeah. definitely not. Yes, he he's is. I, no, he's I, can, I can almost guarantee that he'll make playoffs. No way. He's a great quarterback in college, but you haven't seen anything in the pros. He's going to be a rookie. And then people lose sight of the fact that he's actually, I think he's almost 24. So he was like, Almost 24 playing against 18 year olds in college. It's like, yeah, of course you're supposed to be good, dude. Like, no shit. Right. You're older than everyone. So, I don't know. Age I don't think doesn't matter. Age uh, yeah. doesn't matter. Uh, Brandon Whedon was a quarterback in college and he was 28 years old and he was a first round pick. Are you want, you meaning to say Brandon Whedon is a good quarterback? No, he that was, was good just in the college. Year for them. That's, no, not, he was, that's not his He was good fault. in college because he was 28. He was a man playing against kids. <laughs> No. So anyway, they'll be the best case scenario for them is six or seven wins. Six no, would be make, a best case scenario. They'll make playoffs. Yeah. Okay. I I I say they'll make playoffs. Okay. Well, think of a bet and let's bet something on that. Okay. The Bengals don't make. And then when you lose. Okay. Okay. Next team, Cleveland Browns. Can we just so skip they. Them? <laughs> How many teams are there? Jesus. There's a lot, so we're gonna okay. Do you want to well, skip them? <laughs> let's just let's just do like the fantasy relevant players here. Okay, um, the team placed a second round tender on Kareem Hunt, and they agreed to terms with Case Keenum. Okay, that's um, kind of they whatever. did sign. They did sign uh, Austin Hooper. So yeah, that'll be good for him. That'll be good for Manziel. Or not so, Manziel, we'll uh, see. Mayfield. <laughs> I was going to say, what are you talking about? <laughs> Manziel's gone. Sorry. The other shitty overrated Browns quarterback. <laughs> they have a lot of them. Yeah, they okay. do. Okay, Dallas Cowboys. Um, Amari Cooper re-signed five-year, $100 million deal. Um, $60 million guaranteed, which is crazy. Yeah, they um, overpaid. Definitely. Um, Blake Jarwin, their tight end, re-signed with them, three-year deal. $24 million deal. Um, Dak Prescott, they placed him on exclusive franchise tag. They haven't came up with how... They haven't posted how much he's getting paid, though. So, there's that. Boo, Cowboys. <laughs> um, Denver Broncos. Um, there's nothing, really. You can skip that one. <laughs> Detroit Lions. Um, nothing really besides they agreed to with a deal with Chase Daniel. <laughs> um, but that sucks. Um, Packers. Um, nothing. 
Houston Texans. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Randall Cobb agreed to a three-year, $27 million deal. Um, they re-signed their kicker for almost $18 million for four years. Well, there's that. <laughs> I know you like you want that, Wesley. Got to pick his kicker, right? Yeah. Fucking <laughs> um, better star players. <laughs> Darren Fells, um, re-signed for seven million, two years. Um, they acquired David Johnson, like we said before. Um, and then AJ McCarron, re-signed with the Texans for four million. And then they also got Bradley Robbie, their cornerback, for a three-year, $36 million deal. And who'd they yeah. lose again? <laughs> <laughs> How about, can we just, let's just get to, like, the main guys, like the quarterbacks. Phillip Rivers uh-huh. signed with the Indiana Colts. Indianapolis. Or that's what I meant. (laughs) I'm like speed reading now because you're making me. (laughs) Um, Damian Williams, Kansas City, um, Las Vegas Vegas Raiders, Marcus Mariota. There's your new starting quarterback, Wesley. Yeah. And you know who you know who got as tight end. Who's that? Jason Witten. That's a popular guy, right? Isn't he on a good team? <laughs> so terrible. Uh, okay. Um, let's see. Chargers. They signed. They franchise tagged Hunter Henry. Um, Austin Eckler agreed to a four-year deal. Um, Los Angeles Rams. Nothing. Miami Dolphins. There's a couple. Um, Vikings. Nothing. New England Patriots. They got rid of Tom Brady, or Tom Brady's not signing with Tom, them. No, they didn't get rid of Tom Brady. Tom Brady got rid of them. <laughs> but we'll get to we'll get to him in a second. Okay, New Orleans Saints. They re-signed Drew Brees for two years, fifty million dollars. And he's like what ninety um, five now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really gonna be. It's a one year deal that they just masked into two years. He's just gonna go come one more year and then see what happens. Basically. Um, they got the safety Malkin Jenkins and Taysom Hill. They placed a first round tender on him. Um, the New York Giants, nothing. New York Jets, nothing. Philadelphia Eagles. Um, we got a safe. We got two safeties. Um, we re-signed Nate Sudfield as our backup. Um, so that's your quarterback. <laughs> shut up. Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, because Wentz is going to get hurt, so that's your quarterback. So <laughs> San Francisco's 49ers, um, nothing really. Seattle Seahawks, they signed Jacob Hollister for a second-round tender. Um, Greg Olson, they signed one-year, $7 million. Um, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Brady has finalized an agreement with the Buccaneers to be worth roughly $30 million. What do you guys say about that? I think it's uh I think it's going to be an interesting move under Bruce Arians system. He's the no risk it no biscuit coach, you know, so he's all into the deep throws and I'm not sure that the narrative that Brady's arm is like washed up or anything is true. I think he just had shit receivers in uh New England, so he couldn't really show it off. But I think fantasy uh wise, I think this is going to be huge for Chris Godwin, actually, over Mike Evans. I think uh, Evans is usually the down-the-seam big guy. He catches the hey, deep balls. Hey, 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 that's my wide receiver talk. <laughs> okay, well, uh, then I'll get – well, I just think Godwin is going to be – he's going to be running the rest that Edelman ran, and Godwin is so much better than Edelman. I think uh, they're going to have an instant connection, and I think that actually boosts up Godwin's stock a lot more. Okay, let's uh, – I'll go – Ryan Tannehill signed with the Tennessee Titans, four-year, $118 million. Such an overpay. And then that's it for big names. So yeah. who's going to be New England's new quarterback? Is it that Garoppolo? No, Garoppolo? It's, uh, really? Uh, what's the... Where have you been? <laughs> I don't know. It's been years. Garoppolo's with 49ers, and it's going to be... I think they're going to draft someone. Yeah, they're going to draft someone. They're probably going to pick someone up, too. But what's the guy's name? I forgot his name. I don't know. The guy they got last year. I don't remember either. 
Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It'll probably be someone they draft in the eighth round. Just kidding. There's no eighth round. <laughs> it's going to be someone they just like pick up. Me. <laughs> it's someone they're just going <laughs> to pick up and then make into a future Hall of Famer. Bill, Bill Belichick's just going to, I don't know, yeah, I'm sacrifice sure a goat or something. Okay, wide receiver talk now. Aaron, you want to introduce this? Well, uh, we're just going to go through and give two sleepers and two busts, kind of like we did last week, right? And then uh, kind of make a case for our number one. And then we can give our opinions on each other's uh, choices and why they're right or wrong. Um, You want to go first, Doug? Sure. I'm going to make this quick. My two busts. For wide receivers this year is going to be Juju Smith-Schuster and Cooper Cup. (laughs) I'm not even going to explain because you're going to argue with me. (laughs) (laughs) Of course I am. You're wrong. Cup, you're probably not wrong. Juju, you're wrong. They're both drafted really high, and I don't think they're going to show up. Okay. Well, my busts are going to be uh, DJ Moore and Stefan Diggs. I agree. Kind of. <laughs> Maybe not Stefan Diggs. Diggs but... <laughs> is going to be underutilized, and he's not going. His skill set's not going to match up with Josh Allen's skill set. He's uh, he's he's on a, on one of my other ones. Josh Allen is a uh, he's good from about ten yards out. Otherwise, it just gets wild, and there's no way Diggs is going to be happy with that. Even though he's going to get the targets finally, um, and now he's not going to have Adam Thielen being his little safety blanket taking the double coverage. So I, I think he's going to – it's a splash move, and I'm excited for him, but I think he's actually not going to perform as well as people are expecting. And then DJ Moore, uh, the Panthers are going to tank. They're going to be bad. Um, I just don't see him really living up to what, what – it's sad because he could have been a lot more with Cam Newton if they stuck with him and kept their offensive line intact, but they kind of blew up their O-line. Brought in Brett Bridgewater, who is an okay quarterback. There's nothing wrong with him, but he's not a deep ball guy. He's not going to give you a bunch of yards. He's going to have a lot of games where he throws for high 100, low 200 yards. And unless Moore is getting almost all of that in touchdowns, he's really not going to be a fantasy relevant. I mean, he might be a good wide receiver in the NFL, but I don't think he's going to be fantasy relevant. I agree with the DJ Moore, but Stefan Diggs, we'll talk about him a little later. Okay, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay, let's hear your sleepers, Doug. Okay, my sleepers. Are you ready for this? It's probably people no, you don't wait, even wait, know. Wait, I'm, not, I'm not ready. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, Preston Williams for the Miami Dolphins. Okay. Um, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like nobody knows who he is. Um, I feel like Devontae Parker last year, he was the name that everyone um, kind of knew about when the Dolphins finally started actually winning. Um, but this year, I feel like if Ryan Fitzpatrick plays like the first couple games and then they get their rookie, because um, they're probably going to draft Tua, I pretty mm-hmm. much almost guarantee they'll probably draft Tua. Um, I yep. feel like once Tua starts playing maybe like fifth or sixth week, maybe, I feel like Preston Williams is going to see a lot of action, and I feel like he's going to be one to either pick up off the waiver wires or pick him up in like your 16th round draft and sit on him for a while. And then he's going he's gonna to come out of his shell. I bet you would love to sit on him. Actually, probably not. And then he looks like. (laughs) And then, are you ready for this? It's on your team, Kenny Stills. God damn it! That's my sleeper. (laughs) Uh, You're welcome. That one was was so obvious, though. There's so many targets to go back from DeAndre Hopkins being out. So I was trying to for sure. Because I was so down on Houston Texans last week. I might as well. I was trying to be nice. (laughs) I don't need you to be nice to me at all, Doug. (laughs) Okay, fine. I take that back, and I'm going to pick someone else. (laughs) Good, because he's my choice for my sleeper, so get off my sleeper, bro. (laughs) No, but in all seriousness, there's so many targets to go around. Hopkins had like a 30% target share, so that's a ton of targets. 
and you can't expect Will Fuller to be there all year. So Stills is probably going to be the target. I wouldn't be surprised if Stills has the most targets on the team. So I agree. I think that's an obvious that's an obvious sleeper. That one was so easy. That was talk about a low hanging fruit there. Fine, fine. But what about my other one? My other one was good. <laughs> what was your other one again? Oh my god, you don't even know who it is. Oh, Preston. Oh, oh. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is actually kind of funny. So you <laughs> took Stills. Uh, who I had, and then my other sleeper was Devonte Parker. So, <laughs> we, we are, really, we picked the yeah. same team, <laughs> almost the same people too. But uh, you know, because Devonte Parker, people are going to be drafting him as like a low end wide receiver too. But uh, there was clearly a connection with Fitzpatrick at the end of the year. He was like a top three wide receiver the last like four weeks, and then with Tua coming in, uh, I don't know. I just think that he, he could. Devontae Parker has been kind of this enigma where people – he was drafted in the first round, what was it, like four years ago or something. I think and Preston every, Williams is better. Maybe he is, but every year everyone's like, okay, this is his breakout year. This is breakout year, but I, I'll, I'll go ahead and say, okay, this year is finally Devontae <laughs> Parker's breakout year. Why I'm over not? him. I yeah. don't think so. It's all Preston Williams. Yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All right, let's I'm, get into number ones. Okay, my number one, Stefan Diggs. Don't. <laughs> You're so, that is such a bad choice, and you know it. There's no way Josh Allen no, is going to produce a number one wide receiver. Yes, he will. I think Stefan Diggs, um, like you said, with Alan Thielen not around, it was tough for him to break into the top five. But since he's going to be pretty much the star wide receiver on this team, um, I feel like with Josh Allen's arm, he's just going to throw it. Stefan Diggs is going to catch it and he's going to average over a hundred yards not, a game. He's not accurate in deep ball. He's one of the most inaccurate deep ball throwers, dude. No, it doesn't matter if he has a cannon. He's, he's been improving. He, he, his <laughs> cannon, he has played the, one of the top two hardest throws. Yeah, I know. But he is not a deep ball thrower. He is very inaccurate. You can look at the stats. He's always like in the bottom five or ten. He's no, not he accurate is not. Deep. Yeah, he is. He's not. A, he throws hard. Yeah, he throws really hard. But he doesn't so, throw well when the deep ball. So I don't. And I think I disagree. And I think with him, they're gonna start trusting each other. Um, Stefan Diggs is excited. He's like interviewed saying how excited he is to. Um, join someone with the arm like Josh Allen. And I think with John Brown and Cole Beasley, with how well they did last year, um, they made the playoffs for the first time in a long time. And I think um, they're improving. Their ownership and their GM is actually trying to improve their team. Um, now that the Tom Brady Patriots era is over, I feel like Buffalo Bills is the next team to watch. And I think we should consider Stefan Diggs as a number one wide receiver this year in fantasy. And he might actually pull off a top five. If not, he's probably might be even one of the top two. All right. Well, we know so. who you're going to be really upset with at the end of the year when your team sucks. Because if you're <laughs> drafting him to be a top five wide receiver, you're going to be sorely, sorely no. disappointed. We're not. Yep. I'm sorry, man. So, their team's only going to get better. So, we'll see. Okay, Aaron, who do you have? Oh, you want to hear my number one? Yeah. Are you ready for it? <laughs> Is it DeAndre Hopkins? It's DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> He's finally escaped the disgusting shadow of Bill O'Brien, uh, the inept play caller, uh, the inept offensive guru, uh, and he's going to be in a more uh, run-and-shoot offense. Uh, Kyler Murray is a great quarterback, a, a rising quarterback. Uh, Watson's still much better, but Murray is a good quarterback. And then uh, I just think he's going into such a better offensive scheme, and uh, he's going to – sadly show the Texans how how dumb they are for trading him and I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna cheer for him and I'm gonna be happy for all the <laughs> success he has 
Uh, and I'm going to be happy to see him totally stick it to Bill O'Brien and show uh, pretty much how transcendent of a player he is and how much of a generational talent he is. And it's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be stupid. It's going to be annoying. It's going to be sad. And it's going to be amazing. All in <laughs> <one>. so. <laughs> how did I guess that? I'm so good at this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we were actually pretty similar this week. Go us. Yeah, we were. I mean, you really missed the digs one there, but other than that, you, you really okay. missed the digs one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good talk though. Good talk. I like that. Good talk. Good talk. Okay, our next segment. Um, I'm actually going to introduce it. It's going to be our "Who's That" segment. It's going to be a Wesley versus Aaron, um, little competition. Uh oh. Um, every podcast, every week, um, it's gonna we're gonna try to do a different sport player. Um, this week it's gonna be a football player. So I'm gonna give you guys clue like like a clue by clue, um, and then we'll see who can guess it first. Is it an active player or like a retired player? Are we doing like dead people or like people playing or what? We are gonna do this this week. I chose a retired player. Okay. So this this one is a legend, a legend, and he's a retired player. So okay. um, the first Tony one Gonzalez. Back. Can I give the first one back? <laughs> Did Aaron just you, win? No, he didn't. <laughs> oh, thank God. But <laughs> that'd be so cool. I'm, I'm pretty sure after my first back, he'll probably get it. Okay. Oh, man, now the pressure's on. Aaron has he is white. first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might want to let. Okay. He is widely considered to be the greatest wide receiver in NFL history and among the greatest NFL players at any position. <laughs> Wes, you want to go for it? Jerry Rice? Yes! Hey! <laughs> See? Isn't that fun? The, the good position, job, Wesley. The any position thing threw me off. I'm like, did he play a different position <laughs> that he's supposed to be really good at? Fuck. Okay, okay. <laughs> we should be keeping score, right, week to week, and see who wins at the end of this. So yeah, I yes. think that. Uh, so I think shouldn't say I'm right. We should get. Well, Aaron obviously is going to say that too. Yeah, and no, but I did. Both guess each question. <laughs> no, this year, this week, I did something really, really easy, only because I wanted like to give us like an intro to it. Um, yeah, I it's see. Not what, gonna I see be, what you're saying. It's it's not going to be this easy every time. Um, cause I'm pretty sure I knew Wesley was going to know this one. I was going to say that was actually easy. That was pretty, uh, <laughs> no, I think you're right though, Doug. You have to do something that's not super easy, but also not so obscure to where we're just going to sit here and be like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, Correct. it's gotta be somewhere in the middle. Correct. Um, but I'm fine. No, you can give that one to Wes. That's fine. Go one, nothing right now. All right. right. Yeah. I'm sure it's the only lead I had this entire time. No, dude, because you know D Doug's gonna do uh, legendary NASCAR, and then that's gonna be an auto. Okay, no, no, this is this is the deal, Wes. Wes, let's make this deal. When when Doug does the NASCAR one, I get to go first. That's fair. Okay, all right, and then that'll be a wash for for this. Did you so. see that NASCAR is having their drivers do virtual racing? And they're yes, like, I saw live, that. Like live stream it. That's pretty funny. It's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. That's like having NFL players like, "Hey guys, we're gonna play Madden this week." Yeah, everyone plays their their selves. Let's see what happens. <laughs> so there's that. So next week we'll do a different player. So good job, Wesley. Thanks. <laughs> uh, it's not gonna be this easy, by the way. Next time. Okay. No. I'm, I'm ready. Sure I'll nail it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> time to close. <laughs> let's talk. Let's give a little heads up on politics, Wesley. This is All you. Right, a little heads up on politics here. So, like I said, I've been sick for a little bit here in self quarantine, so I haven't been paying the closest attention. But uh, looks like there still were some state states that voted on Tuesday. The primaries. Um, I'm sure the vote turnout was way below what they, well, I guess not what they were expecting, but what they were hoping before this whole thing hit. 
Uh, Biden has increased his lead. He has uh, 1,180 delegates, which you need 1,991 before the convention to win the uh, nomination outright. Sanders has 885, so I think he only gained like 60 delegates this time. So, obviously, Biden's walking away with this one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's no... There's no chance for Sanders at this point. Uh, I was watching an interview with them trying to interview him outside of uh, outside of his office, I think, and basically they're like asking him. He's like, I'm trying to deal with the uh, national emergency right now, which was code for I have no fucking idea how I'm moving forward with this. <laughs> I'm just taking this one step at a time here. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, Biden's going to be the Democrat nominee. I think we all knew that last week, and for sure this week that is the truth. And besides that, there's not much of an update. I mean, that's it. Down with socialism. Down with so down with socialism, unless for some reason a bunch of uh, a bunch of primaries get postponed to after this whole ordeal, and everyone's like, "Man, that free testing was really nice." Like, see the free health <laughs> out. Yeah. Hey, do you find it a little ironic that uh, the people who are most against Sanders and socialism? are really happy about Donald Trump writing $1,000 checks to everyone. I, mean, I do believe that's called irony. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a little interesting, and no one's really talking about that on the on the Republican side. About yeah, <laughs> that's they're all just going. If you said Trump's not your president, you should just not cash that check. And yeah, like, well, it's like what? That's the most socialist thing you could so. do. That's like the definition of socialism for the government to just yeah. give you money for being in a struggle. Well, my favorite thing too right now with everyone posting about you know the media is the one that's making this 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 fucking panic and everything. It's the media's fault. Yeah. And like they're like, yeah, you know, it's a, it's Democrat hoax. Da, da, da. I'm like, you guys know Trump has flipped that script already, right? Like that was, ah, that was weeks crazy. Ago. He's now doing all the stuff that is helping cause part of the panic for the media reporting that, you know, travel's getting shut down. Like you guys are just forgetting that he's still doing stuff. You're still stuck on like two weeks ago. So it's, it's a, it's a sad fact of the idiocracy of this country, probably the world really how, uh, we make diseases partisan and we, you know what I mean? How there's the right wing is at the very beginning was clearly like, this is a hoax. This isn't a big deal. And then, the left wing was really like, Oh my gosh, this is the end of the world, you know? And it's like, how can, how can that be such a divide when it's a clearly a virus coming through and still there was a right side and a left side. Yeah. It just, it's, it blows my mind. It just shows the idiocracy of this country, this country. Yeah. Yeah. But so yeah, it looks like Biden versus Trump. Um, old man versus old man. an old man yelling contest. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting to watch. But yeah. yeah like, it'll, not, not a huge the, update really. The, the debates are probably going to be terrible to watch. <laughs> yeah. I'm more interested in the vice presidential debates, but I think I mentioned this last time. Also, yeah, I guess that yeah. is one piece of information. I think that was new from last week is Biden did commit to having a woman vice president. We all knew that. That was pretty much known, but it, he actually said it, you know, in the interview this time. And when that happens, I hope you know um, Nikki Haley is going to be Donald Trump's vice presidential pick. You think he'll drop pins even after this whole yep. coronavirus thing and how good he's done on it? If Biden picks a woman... You know he's, you know he's already said, I won't do it because it'd be, unfa it'd be unfaithful to, to Pence. Yeah, how often does Trump tell the truth? No, they're gonna play. <laughs> the first time he goes back on his word. That's true. They're they're gonna play identity politics. It's gonna be woman against woman in the president vice presidential debates, and Nikki Haley is just gonna destroy seventy five percent of the picks that Biden's gonna pick. You think he'll pick Klobuchar? I hope not, because I don't think I'll she'll be her. good against Nikki Haley. <clears throat> I don't think he'll pick anybody that was in the presidential race. Really? I don't think so. So, 
Well, we'll have to stay I, tuned. So yeah, maybe we come with predictions next week on who we think he'll pick. Yeah, we can do that. That's a good idea. That works. All right, guys. Well, I think uh, I think on that note, I'm gonna unquarantine myself since my kids are asleep and it sounds like food's here, so I can actually go back into the uh, general population <laughs> of my house, uh, which is nice. The solitary confinement's been, been killing me. I was talking to photos on the wall. And, uh, it's been a rough time. Well, we'll see if we're alive next week because the world is changing very quickly around us. Right. I'll just have everyone record themselves and we'll put it out at some point. <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys. Well, stay safe. Stay alive. Don't get sick. See All right. Ya. Talk to Peace you guys later. Talk to you later. Ni hao. <laughs> Bye, guys. But...